0: Hello and welcome to Leaders in Conversation, a series of podcasts in which leaders talk about their leadership journey, what matters to them, who and what has shaped them, what their passions are, their purpose and what gives them hope and joy. If you would like to be in conversation and share your leadership story with others, then please do get in touch with me via my website www.annie townend.com. I am delighted to be in conversation today with Ian Locke. Ian, a huge welcome and thank you for being part of this series and for sharing your leadership story. Ian is a leadership consultant, executive coach to individuals and teams, and we've had the good fortune of knowing and working with each other for many years now recently Ian took time for himself to do what he encourages other leaders to do, to stop and to think.
1: Ian, welcome. Hi Annie, thank you, good to be here.
0: Ian, as part of your stopping and thinking, you revisited your leadership story your personal leadership map, which, as you know, I'm going to use as a guide for our conversation today. I think it would be helpful if you spoke a little bit about what the leadership map is, and then we'll go into the questions.
1: So, about 15 years ago, we were working with a group of leaders and helping them bring what they stood for their personal leadership into how they showed up at work. And they were finding it difficult to grab hold of this and and use it in everyday practice. So between sessions, we paused for a bit and thought, how can we make this really, really useful? And out of that came the leadership map, which is a way of taking what you stand for, your values, your beliefs, and what matters most to you, and using that to guide the impact you have on those around you and the reputation that you want to create that will help your leadership.
0: Thanks, Ian. So let's use that as the starting point for our conversation and what matters most to you, your values and beliefs.
1: So uh, I think over the years, um, some of this has remained constant and some of it changes. And, and you refer to the last three months. One of the things I hadn't done for a long time was revisit this and really think about what matters most to me. And, and, and rather than read a list, because there are a lot of things that matter to me, but I think you know, initially my family and friends are really important. They form the bedrock of everything that I do. I think also that we run our lives and our endeavours ethically is really important. And what I mean by that is that we think about what we do and we make choices rather than have reactions to what it is that goes on around us. I also think that creating sustainable communities to look after, care for and provide for all is really, really important. And I guess the last bit on this is our stories And what has shaped us is something that matters hugely to me. Over the years, I've found that when you get people to start to talk about their stories and what's behind their lives, you get a far greater understanding. And most people are really inspirational.
0: Thanks, Ian. Underneath, underpinning what matters most to you, I know, are our values. And it would be really interesting to explore with you what are the values and who and what has have shaped your values.
1: So I think, just to think about it, I have six values that really guide me at the moment. And they are possibility, integrity, respect, kindness, care and curiosity. Just to pick a few of those out, integrity is really, really important to me. And what integrity means to me is that I don't lie, is that I don't use other people's disadvantage to get myself ahead. What it means to me is actually when I act with integrity, if I say I will do something, I absolutely will. And that's not meant to sound grand. That's shaped from an experience I had when I was uh, in my late teens, early 20s, and worked for a firm who sold photocopiers. And this was the biggest shark pit you've ever found. And I found myself in a scenario for two or three years where I was young, had no moral compass, and was taught to lie and cheat and deceive. And actually, after a period of time, that resulted in me and the organization that I had created going into receivership. And at 21, that was a real wake-up call. And I made a choice at that point, or started to make a choice at that point, that I did not want to lie. I did not want to tell untruths, and I did not want to behave in that way anymore. And the other one that's really important to me is respect. And respect means to me that you treat everybody you meet as if they have something brilliant and valuable to offer you. It means that you don't treat people in a way that makes them feel smaller, that reduces their confidence. And it means that you are endlessly curious about what it is they could bring. And why do I have that value? I have that value because when I arrived at secondary school, For some unknown reason in my life, this 11-year-old boy showed up with a bunch of people he never met before. And suddenly, I'm the guy in the playground that this gang of bullies is picking on. And I spent the first 12 months of my life at school in a scenario that was just the most unpleasant situation. And I never, never understood why. As I progressed through my school life, one of the things that really caught me was people shouldn't be treated in that way. And now in my business life, I'm always looking out for ways to bring respect to the people that I work with and looking for examples where people's confidence is being reduced because they're not treated that way.
0: Ian, thank you. I was just reflecting on how different it is sitting here talking with you side by side and having this conversation with you and comparing it with my having heard you on a number of occasions sharing this story, this part of your story with groups of people that we've been working with, with senior leaders as part of encouraging them to share their stories and to make sense of their lives. One of the things that you touched upon is what integrity means to you. And it occurs to me that it's really important to have the conversation about what our values mean to us in how we show up in our behaviour. In your list of beliefs, Ian, you talk about life being much more complex than a binary choice and that the richness often lies between the two. And I don't think this is something that we've ever really spoken about. What occurs to me is, and you will have heard me using this quote from Permaculture, that growth happens at the edges. And you're bringing something new to my thinking here around growth and the richness often happening between the two. Can you say a little bit more about that?
1: So this thinking comes from work we've been doing over the years where we found that often people in organizations are in conflict. They end up taking opposing positions on the side of a debate or an argument. And whilst this is great to help you understand where they stand, it's not helpful in coming to a resolution. I think often when we think about binary choice... It stops us coming into the centre and pulling what's best from both or more sides of the argument. If we look at where we sit today in our country, we're being pushed into a binary choice. And it's far more complex than that. The richness between the two debates is where the real solution lies and is where what is best for everybody going forward will lie. When we look to have conversations, we can either have conflict – which means that we disagree, we fall out, somebody wins and somebody loses, or we can have a conversation that explores what lies in the middle. And from there, we can find a way forward.
0: One of your beliefs is that people are magnificent and worth developing and celebrating, which seems to me to be very much an underpinning of your book, Being Extraordinary, which I had the privilege of editing.
1: Thank you, Annie. We had fun with that. Over the years, I must have worked with thousands of people. And actually, at the start, most people will not tell you how magnificent they are and how brilliant they are. And when I talk to leaders about their people, what we tend to find is a conversation starts about what's missing and how they could be better. One of the things that I've discovered over the years is just about everybody I've ever met is magnificent. They are absolutely brilliant. They've done stuff in their lives um, that is extraordinary, that is worth talking about and worth celebrating. And when we don't know that about them, it limits what we ask them to bring. It limits the possibilities that they can bring to our endeavors. And it doesn't really give them the confidence back to what we were talking about earlier to step in truly inside of what they stand for, what they've done and the magnificence that they bring.
0: What are some of the suggestions you would have for people listening, Ian, to celebrate their
1: magnificence? Well, as leaders, I think we can be traders in confidence. And when we're traders in confidence, the first conversation you have with people is tell me about yourself. Tell me about what you're good at. What have you done that you're proud of? What can you tell me about your story and about your life? that is something that reflects well on you. And you are going to need to push that a little bit because most people will not start in that place. But I think if you have the right questions and you push people to show you good examples of their work, stuff in their life that they can bring, they will then start to open up. The conversation we're more used to having is what's missing and where do you need to grow and develop? And that is not the place to start. The first thing you do in this is you sit down with people And you ask them to tell you where they've been magnificent in their lives. And that might be a big question at the start. So maybe ask them what they're good at or what they're proud of or some of the things that they would present as examples of them being good at their job. And keep going until you've helped them build a list of this.
0: Ian, when were you at your most magnificent and what are you most proud of? And perhaps before you answer those two questions, you could say a little bit more about what you
1: mean by magnificence. Thank you, Annie. Uh, magnificence for me isn't being brilliant, being the hero, being perfect in that way. Magnificent for me is when were you truly you and when, he, when were you able to do something that made you really proud about who you are and what you stand for. And one example for me is a few years back, my father died. And the thing about dad was that he he had two things. He ended up with Alzheimer's and he had lymphatic cancer. And I think I speak for the family when I say that we were lucky that the cancer beat the Alzheimer's because anyone who's ever dealt with that will understand what that looks like and how that feels like. And why do I choose that as an example of magnificence? Well, my family were magnificent around this. I certainly played a part in looking after dad and caring for him towards the end. But one of the things that really, really caught me and was important to me and what I stand for is my dad was a funny guy. He had a great sense of humor. And anyone who knew him over his life would speak about that. And in the last two years, that disappeared. The Alzheimer's took that. And what I really wanted to do was speak at dad's funeral in a way that reminded the full church of people who he actually was, what he stood for, and how funny he was. And as somebody who speaks publicly for a living anyway, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. And I managed to speak for 15 minutes in the church in a way that had everybody laughing in remembrance of who my dad was. And for me, I hold that up as one of the ways that I chose to be my most magnificent best, even though it was really difficult.
0: Thank you, Ian. I'd like to move on to impact and reputation In the story you've just shared of speaking at your father's funeral, you clearly thought about the impact that you wanted to have and the honouring of your father by way of his reputation. Be really good to hear more about what you mean by impact and what you mean by reputation
1: the start of the leadership map is what matters most to you, your values and beliefs. I think they form the core of who you are, and they shape the impact and reputation that you would aspire to have. And what they mean to me, what impact means to me, is how you want people to feel when they're around you. What reputation means is what would you like people to say about you, either when you're just about to arrive or when you're not there. And I think both of these things are critical for us to start reflect on and choose before we show up in any particular place.
0: Ian, tell me a little bit more about impact and about comfort and discomfort.
1: Impact for me in my work, in my life, if I think about walking into an organisation, working with a team of leaders for the first time, I would like them to feel safe. I would like them to feel that they can trust me. I would like them to feel cared for and respected. And I have to behave in a certain way in order to bring that about. And it's not a way that's incongruent for me. I have to choose to be in a way that makes them feel safe. If you asked me what's the impact I would like to have on a leader or a group of leaders I'm working with, it would be that they are able to do incredible stuff that's really difficult for them without them realizing how difficult it's been. I'd like them to be at the top of the mountain and look back and say, Wow, I didn't know we'd come that far. If you'd have asked me that before, it would have looked really tough. And to do that, this distinction or or dealing with comfort and discomfort is really important. So when I think about impact... It's about how people feel, how I want people to feel when they're working with me. And one of the key pieces that I find with groups of people in organizations is we want certainty. We want to come to an answer quickly. We don't like to be stuck. We don't like to sit in the place of, I don't know what to do now, or this is going to take longer than I thought. And I Love to work with people in a way that helps them feel that uncertainty and discomfort and being stuck are all natural parts of the way that we work together, are natural parts of life. And I think I can help hold a space that people can sit in where they can say, I don't know the answer. I feel really uncomfortable. I have no clear certainty on where we want to go. And to be able to help them see, that's okay. Let's sit with this for a bit and see what emerges. Let's keep the conversation going and see what emerges from here. And that, I think, is something that we are not used to doing, um, both in our lives at home and at work.
0: Ian, is there one thing that you would have listeners think about in regard to their
1: impact? Yes, I think simply in anything you're going to do, stop, think and reflect. How do I want people around me to feel when I go into this situation? And just by doing that, that makes all the difference to the way you show up and the impact that you have on those that you're meeting.
0: Ian, that has me think about one of the questions I encourage leaders to think about at the start of the meeting, how do they want people to feel as people arrive? Whether that's a virtual meeting and or a physical meeting, how do they want people to feel during the meeting? And finally, and perhaps most importantly, how do they want people to feel as they walk away from the meeting, as they go into their next meeting and or whatever they have to do? Ian, the other part of the aspirational in your leadership map is reputation. And I know we've spoken severally about the importance of thinking about the reputation that you want to have, of what you want people to say about you, and how important it is in terms of what people are already thinking about you from what they've heard. Can you say some more about what reputation means to you and also what's the reputation
1: you would like to have? Your reputation arrives before you do, and therefore has an effect on everything that you're doing. Your reputation either gets you invited to things or it doesn't. It shapes the way people listen to you, and it shapes what it is that they expect. So for many of us, why don't we spend time to stop and think about what is the reputation I want? What would I like people to say about me that really help the things that I care about that matter most to me, my values and beliefs? How do I show up in a scenario that actively promotes that reputation?
0: That's great, Ian. I'd like to ask you about your reputation.
1: What would you like people to be saying about you? I think there's a lot of things if I if I concentrate on work, I would like people to be saying, you can trust Ian. If you work with Ian, if he says something to you, it's not based on his agenda. If he's making you feel uncomfortable, or he's asking you difficult questions, it's because he's seen something. I'd like people to be saying that if you work with me, I will help you to be better. I would like people to be saying that I will help them work at the edge of possibility, and that together, you'll keep expanding that edge. But I'd also like people to say if you work with Ian he'll make you think and he'll help you dream.
0: Ian the first thing you spoke about today is what matters most to you and you spoke of your family and your friends. I'd like to ask you what would you like your family and your friends to be saying about you?
1: I'd, li- I'd like to hear them say that um, I was a good dad, um, I was a good husband That I was somebody who listened to them, that I was somebody who maybe interrupted them and asked them the questions they didn't want to be asked. I'd like them to say that I was somebody who was there for them whenever they needed me. And I'd like them to say that I'd maybe taught them a bit about life, but not everything, because they'll have their own things to learn. From my friends, I'd like them to say that I was honest, I was loyal that I was somebody that they could rely on, and also that I was good fun. I was somebody who it was worth going out with because we could have a laugh too.
0: Ian, that's a terrific list. And as a friend and colleague of yours, all the things that you say are how I talk about you. And it has me remember the importance of having not only a to-do list – but also a to be list. And how you talk about your reputation list is very much more of a to be list. Ian, the final part of the leadership map is our dream and cause. And I'd like to ask you about what is your dream
1: and cause? Thank you, Annie. So so what I can imagine, what I want is a is a world where organizations can be truly ethical where we can work well together make money be successful and sit inside the bigger picture and feel good about our contribution i can imagine a world where we want to start a bolder conversation about how we do this how we shift our perspective from profit being the bottom line to making money and making decisions that are ethically sound Where it's normal that we don't start from being right or winning, instead we sit inside a bolder conversation about what is needed. Where investors are more concerned about the impact of the organizations they're investing in over the amount of money they make and and dividend they get. I want to have thinking and intention at the heart of our lives. I'd love to be part of a societal change that values this over short-term profit and success, and I want to do it in a way that, that creates interruption and then encourages curiosity and thinking so that we're able to look at what's possible. I believe all of this sits at the core of what others want when they stop and think. Imagine a world where this was possible. What difference could it make?
0: Ian, thank you very, very much for sharing your leadership map today and for giving us a way of thinking about our leadership.
1: Annie, thank you so much for having me on your fabulous podcast today. I've really enjoyed it. And as ever, I've really enjoyed our conversation.